Welcome to the Botcast Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And we have all sorts of fun, new, interesting things happening, and most of you won't hear about them until Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because that's we how have, we roll. We have toys. We have new microphones that mm-hmm. we have to learn how to use. Yep. Um, Scott is moving for one out of two times. Yes. In the summer. So we're both doing double moves. Yes, I've already done my first. <laughs> yep, I am doing my first. As I put most of my stuff in a storage unit, my mother-in-law's house, my dad's house, <laughs> um, and other random places that can hold my stuff. I mean, that's not far from what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have one storage unit, <clears throat> and then we have the attic at our rental. There are our two main spots. So, and then... By the time this podcast comes out, we might be moving into our house. <laughs> Yay, 2021 realty market. Uh-huh. Well, I am actually, yeah, so I have to be out of this house next Friday. And then we don't get to move into our new house for about a month and a half later. Where am I going to live? Yeah, I think either my dad's basement or my mother-in-law's house. Why not both? Um you live in both places. We can. Well, we're probably going to put some stuff in my dad's house and our physical presence in my mother-in-law's house. Because my dad lives on the west side. And if you're, you're in Cincinnati, west side is like all, or not in Cincinnati, the west side is like all, it's a small little town in a big city. They, they don't know they're part of a big city. Um, so it's hard to get in and it's hard to get out. And they say most of the time you, you are born there, you live there and you die there. <laughs> and my mother-in-law lives more on the east side, which is more of a, oh, we live in a city. This is fun um, type of mentality. And then there's Don who lives way up north somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving from one small uh, southwest Ohio, yet northern southwest Ohio uh, city into... A conglomerate of areas controlled by several different small cities that I still don't understand. Mm -hmm. So the home inspections for the construction are done by one city. We go to a different city for the school district. We pay taxes and water to two other different municipalities. And there's a third municipality that also has its name on our area. Oh, my gosh. That's not confusing at all. No, it's completely fine. Wow. Or something. Okay. We're, uh, yeah, all the deets. Um, the construction is graded by Middletown. Okay. The water is provided by Warren County. Okay. Um, the school district is Lebanon. Uh huh. And Clear Creek Township is one of the names on it, and yeah. Franklin Township is the other. And our mailing address will actually be Franklin, Ohio. I don't think I've ever heard of Clear Creek or, yeah, maybe, Township. Yeah, it's Clear. No, wait, is it Clear Creek or Turtle Creek? There's a couple of them. Okay. But yeah, it's so a all those different municipalities are all sharing where we live. Okay. Once I have again, no idea. Sounds complicated. So who gets the tax money? Um, I don't know yet, but I know it's not Middletown. And that's fine because my work in Springdale mm-hmm. and my Middletown tax rate are the same. So I always zero out. Oh, okay. Um, but I know all the other municipalities are less than that up there, so oh, nice. I will never probably have to pay. Okay. I think. So then, do you... Okay. So when you call the police, which county or city is that? So I do know that Middletown is building a fire department. Oh, okay. 
um, by the hospital up there, which is technically in Franklin, but it's controlled by Middletown. Okay. So I don't get it. <laughs> maybe there's a Middletown Fire Department, but if the police... Um, I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's... I don't know. Okay. I don't know who comes out if I call the police. All right. I really couldn't tell you. Well, I guess the number's 911, right? Right, yeah. Okay. It'd be always the number, I hope. So hopefully they know... Uh, 911 knows where, where, who to send out. Now my son played baseball for another municipality up there that's like literally right down the street. Yeah. Called Hunter. But a lot of his uh, guys that played on his team were from Franklin. Okay. So I don't know. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I really don't know how that works. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds confusing. Yeah. I live in Cincinnati. Water is provided by Cincinnati. Trash is Cincinnati. Uh, we're Rumkey. Okay. Um, yeah, we're Cincinnati. Really? You're not Rumkey at all? Like, um, I think Rumkey might do the recycling, but we don't pay for it. It's all in the city taxes. So, huh. like, we don't pay for our garbage. We don't pay for our, um, recycling. Nice. City of Cincinnati takes care of it. I think our trash is like 14 bucks on every water bill. Okay. And that's what we paid to Rumkey. Okay. At Middletown. I don't know what it'll be in the new place. Okay. Yeah, they're not Rumkey trucks that come through. I mean, they're City of oh, Cincinnati yeah, trucks. Huh. Um, I think I think the recycling is Rumkey, though, if I remember correctly. A lot of times they come before I'm up, so <laughs> I don't care that much. Um, but we don't pay for it, so that's definitely what I know. Hmm. Um, seems like a real riddle. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Ba, 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 segue. Uh, oh. Internet is Cincinnati. Actually, no, no, that's Cincinnati Bell. Uh, um, now, that's when uh, I looked at the sheet. The <clears throat> only internet that we will have will be Spectrum Ooh. at the new place. But that's all I have now anyway. So. What about T-Mobile? Uh, I can use that anywhere, but they're about the same price now. Yeah, but like if they try. Oh, okay. So, but, so my issue with T-Mobile, and the nerds will get this, um, is that their hotspot can change its IP address oh, uh, every every day or every couple hours. Um, and to work from remote from home, I have to have a one that doesn't do it that often because I need access to stuff that's protected. They have to enter like your IP address into the it's okay filter to get into it. So how do you know when your IP address changes? When I can't get access to Amazon Web Services. Oh, okay. okay. Got <laughs> when it. I log into the portal and I can't do anything. Okay. So or you are stuck with Spectrum then? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It's been that way for years now. Yep. Yep. We don't believe in a monopolies. Yeah, we don't have a choice. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a monopoly. <laughs> um, so, no, I'd go, I'd go there. I'd go to T-Mobile if I wasn't working from home. Well, mm-hmm. hmm. I did try T-Mobile. But again, that was when they first released it. So since Bell did me, you know, it was much, they, they throttled a lot around six o'clock. And I was like, eh, nah. That hurts. Yeah. And then since is cheaper than T-Mobile right now anyway. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then last year they're like, I was like, well, I might have to go to Spectrum or T-Mobile. And they're like, well, tell you what, we're going to have to lower your price. <laughs> I was like, so instead of giving me the same price, you have to lower it. They're like, yes. All right, fine then. I'll take okay. another year to lower price. <laughs> <laughs> Call you back next year. Well, you're moving, so are you canceling it altogether? I have not decided that. Actually, that's been going through my mind because it's not like I'm going to be able to use it for a month and a half, so do I still pay for it? So we we canceled Spectrum 
And they were easy to cancel when we said, like, yeah, the rental has it. Okay. Because our landlord pays for it. Got we it. don't pay for internet. Because I was like, can I pick it up at the introductory rate when I, like, move to the new house? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't see why not. Um, so, yeah, so I was just debating on is it easier then <laughs> just to, like, start all over? Or I don't know. You might be able to play all of them against each other then. Oh, that'd be like. great. <laughs> Although Cincinnati Bill really hasn't let me down recently. So, like, it just... Recently. <laughs> Oh, a bunch of years ago? Yes. Yeah, we had some issues with them. Um, they uh, sent us a random bill for the modem after the fact because we uh-huh. canceled it like 11 years and 22 days or something. Or 11 years. 11 <clears throat> months and 22 days. Yeah, yeah. If we would have stayed there for like the the extra two weeks or whatever, it uh-huh. would have been free. And we didn't know that, so they charged us like 50 bucks for the modem. Uh, like, come on. That's so dumb. Yeah, Cincinnati Bell was like, what did they do? Oh, they said that I was in a contract, and I was like, "But I don't, I don't sign contracts." Um, oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, and they're like, "No, you signed a contract." I was like, "When?" And then I was like, "Fine, prove it. If you prove it, then I will stay in my contract." Um, and then they're like, "Well, we can't prove it." I was like, "Well, how can you not prove that I'm in a contract?" And someone, one of the sales guys, was like, "We don't do contracts." I was like, "I didn't think you did." Right. Um, but since I was like, "Yep, you signed a contract." Oh, yeah. okay. The microphone is so good. I heard your phone ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just vibrating. Um, and then they're like, "I was like, so if you can prove that I'm in a contract, I will honor it. But if you can't prove that I'm in a contract, then you, you're letting me out." <laughs> and they're like, "Sorry, we can't prove it." And I was like, "Okay, see you later." I've heard of people getting their student loans taken care of that way. Are you serious? Yeah, if, they, if the loan company can't provide the promissory note, they uh, they. But I've heard it's rare. But okay. There are some that you could always say, hey, I need to copy that promissory note. And if they can't produce it, you might be able to get out of it. So, so my, my brother-in-law married a woman whose name was exactly my wife's name. So, oh, yeah. so my wife's name was first, middle, last, exactly the same. Her maiden name. Her maiden the same name. Same as what your sister-in-law married yeah. into. Yes. And that her first name or her name is totally spelled exactly the same first, middle, last. And I was like, Ooh, maybe student loans will get messed up and she can take care of all of them. It didn't work that way. My dad and I had the same name, but our middle names were different mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe the problems that caused. Really? So yeah, again, exact same everything, which I was like, okay, how's how, how you didn't get to my wife's student loans. Ah, so it didn't work in my favor. Yep. Man, maybe next time. Wait. No. <laughs> she better not be going back to to Kaya. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> don't need more. Don't need more loans. I love paying mine. Kill me. Do you want? Do you want to pay <laughs> mine too? <laughs> no. I will no. gladly share. I mean, it's the Christian thing to do, right? Yeah, I would gladly share mine with you since uh, we're going to play that way. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> You can have my loans. <laughs> so, all right, well. Yeah. Ezekiel. Um, the Riddle Factory. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say right offhand that I don't have a ton. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll work through, because the, the first part being chapter 17, 3 through 10, is the actual allegory itself. Um, and then 11 through 21 is the interpretation. And then 22 through 24 is just something, something um, to, to kind of add to the end of it. Just a little something, something to throw Just a little something, end. something. So how do we want to 
in our pre-production, pre-discussion, we discussed like how we were going to read it. Remind me again what we decided. Uh, yes, we were going to read. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Do I read the allegory and then the interpretation both? Do I read just the allegory and then we talk about it? And but when we talked about, do we learn the interpretation? Go ahead and read one through one through eagle one. One through eagle one. I think that's six. All right. Yeah, just read one through ten. Okay, one through ten. All right. Yeah, otherwise we're going to be talking about. <clears throat> Right. Well, the thing is, is everything we'll talk about will then hit with it in the interpretation and it'll explain it. So, all right, well, here we go. The word of the Lord. Oh, wait, am I reading it? Am I reading ESV or NIV? Uh, I, I have all ESV notes. ESV. So the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, propound a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel. Say, thus says the Lord God, a great eagle with great wings and long pinions rich in plumage of many colors came to Lebanon and took the top of the cedar. He broke off the topmost of its young twigs and carried it to a land of trade and set it in a city of merchants. Then he took the seed of the land and planted it in fertile soil. He placed it beside abundant waters. He set it like a willow twig and it sprouted and became a low spreading vine and its branches turned toward him and its roots remained where it stood. So it became a vine and produced branches and put out bows, bows, bows. And there was another great ego. How do you say that? Bows, 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 bows. Every time I think of a bow, I think of a... And there was another great eagle with great wings and much plumage. And behold... I always pronounce that plumage. Whatever, you know. You, and you there <laughs> was a great eagle with great wings and much plumage. And behold, this vine bent its roots toward him and shot forth its branches toward him from the bed where it was planted, that he might water it. It had been planted on good soil by abundant waters that it might produce branches and bear fruit and become a noble vine. Say, thus says the Lord God, will it thrive? Will he not pull up its roots and cut off its fruit so that it wither, or withers, so that all its fresh sprouting leaves wither? It will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it from its roots. Behold, it is planted. Will it thrive? Will it not utterly wither when the east wind strikes it? Wither away on the bed where it sprouted. Wow, that sounds confusing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you also. I'm like, huh, it's really hard to talk about this without just diving right into the second part of the chapter. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess maybe one of the things, if you're in the car, don't do this. But if you're not in the car, it might be cool to just to kind of go through and see if you can figure out the imagery. Um, <laughs> most of it that's in there, um, we have talked about it and... As I read through it, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense now. But when I first read through it, I was like, got no clue. Um, but we're basically talking about history here. So um, everything that, that's kind of in this allegory is, is kind of historically taking place in Ezekiel now. So historically, so you're saying that the Great Eagle is not America. It's not? <laughs> Coming. <laughs> 
we um, can't even. We just got done with the Fourth of July and yeah. nationalism within church. Oh yes, we, we just got finished uh, with a walk talking. The about great eagle means America coming <laughs> down and taking the tops off the trees of Satan or something. I got nothing. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're a little bit far back. Um, ah. Actually, I wonder how long. No, maybe this is not the place for it. No, never mind. I was going to ask <laughs> how long Babylon was a legit nation. Oh, that's a good question. And how long Assyria was a legit nation? Because I don't think we've even had our 250th birthday yet, have we? I think we're 240. 240? Like okay. 240-something. Okay. Wait, 1776, 1876, 1976. <laughs> That's 200. <laughs> 76 to 96 would have been 20. To 2006 would have been 30. To well, 2016 would have been 40. Wikipedia always has the answers. How old <laughs> is America? We are the patriots. Um... I can't look at a post in 2019. You could add, okay. That's too much math. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so how old was America on 4th of July of 2020? And it wow, says... Wow, we are sad people. Oh, no, I, want, I don't want to accept your cookies. I can't see without accepting cookies. And from a website that I have no clue what you are. Well, it makes you feel better. Um... Babylon had two heydays, it appears, but both were rather short. Trying to find a better... Yeah, because I think uh, Assyria had a longer reign, didn't they? Yeah, it looks like Babylon might have had 170 to 180 years, and then they disappeared and came back for about 50 years and got crushed again. Mm -hmm. And then there's Egypt, who's just always been around... I mean, Rome was 1,500 years. I know that, so... Was how long? 1,500 for Rome. I wonder how old Egypt is. So they're saying... Um, as far as they could tell, the city of Babylon went from 1894 B.C. to 1,080, approximately. Oh, Really? The city, but it was oh, okay. occupied by the Akkadians, the Amorites, the Kassites, the Assyrians, the Chaldeans, the ones I haven't heard of, the Hellenistics, and the, uh, a couple others that I don't know very well. But the nation, uh, like I said, it looks like it survived around 170-ish years, and then it got crushed, and then it survived another 50 after its rebirth, as far as Babylonians okay. go. I'm trying to see how how Egypt is. I'm just curious. I don't think it's, the Assyrians lasted very long either. I think when you have a warring tribe like that, you just don't have like a good history of. Yeah, no one's willing to give a number on Egypt. Not that I've done deep research. I'm just searching a bunch of stuff. I was like, wow, they're old. Ancient Egypt, they they're win. saying, is about 3000 BC until present day. But that's ancient Egypt. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ancient years, they're saying, go from 3,000 to zero. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, they're still existing. I mean, but, yeah, they're under Alexander the Great for some time. 
Let's see. Yeah, it looks like they went through a lot of different. That's difficult. That, that, that's a difficult question to answer because they looks like they've got several eras. Okay. And some are more prosperous and stood longer than others. Right, right. Kind of thing. Okay. This is this is what we need, like Zeus or like. Yeah, I know. know someone that can quickly be like. And did you see where um, Dan Dyke got a job at uh, another college or yeah, something? Yeah, but I think he's teaching online. Oh, is he? Okay. So he's not going to be, like, moving. Oh, that's not I don't think. quite as fun of a... Uh, he'd probably still do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if he moves, that's a loss for Cincinnati, but... It really is. We still haven't interviewed him. <laughs> oh, that's true. We need, to, we need to get him, man. We're nowhere worth you coming to our house. However... <laughs> Come teach us. And then we lose all our podcast people because he's so smart. And then, like, you know, the billions... And then he of, starts his own podcast yeah. and takes over hours. I mean, the millions of people that listen to us already, like... Um, Hi, I'm Dan Dyke with the Bobcast Podcast. <laughs> I fired those other two losers. He wouldn't call us losers. No, no. He's actually really nice. Yeah, he'd... Um, he'd be like, you guys are... Yeah. He'd be like, how come you guys only make one podcast a week? Right. <laughs> Man, I would kill to have him on... Like, you don't know how many we don't really make once a week, but we try. (laughs) So, yeah, back to uh, America, um, the eagle. Wow. So America is not the eagle. um, And you just got another additional free 10 minutes of banter, or I don't know what it was. Um, Uh, Fact-finding. 10 minutes of fact-finding. Fact-finding. There you go. Something. Um, So one really quick, uh, I guess about the riddles themselves. In ancient contexts, a lot of time riddles would be thrown out uh, between two parties as a means of war. Oh, wow. Um, they would send out a riddle, and if you could solve the riddle, uh, you went free. If you couldn't solve the riddle, they would make you subservient, or they would basically kill you. Really? And this was common. So is this then kind of what Ezekiel might be getting at? Is is something similar to... To uh, this right here, where, I mean, obviously, God and Israel are, uh, we, we got some issues going on here, and um, obviously, God has some beef with Israel at this point, because it's not really, I mean, the judgment isn't really coming from, I mean, Babylon, it's coming from God, so, I mean, could there be some of that, what Ezekiel's trying to accomplish, or, I don't know. Well, I, I, say, I think what's interesting is that the riddle is answered before they ever... I don't know if that's a sign of grace. Okay. Or that's a sign of you're not going to get it. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, it's interesting that that was like a, a means of warfare. Hmm. I was trying to find that. A riddle was commonly used in international politics between kings. Uh, Harry Torsizer Seisner. Sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, who wrote the riddle in the Bible, uh, said if one failed to answer the riddle of the other, he might be called on to submit to him as a vassal, uh, meaning he would become a puppet king for that Uh king. Uh, In some cases, he might be put to death. In the use of this context, the two kings are God and Zedekiah. Oops, spoiler. Um, The Lord is giving the riddle. If Zedekiah and the house of Israel fail to understand the riddle, they will either submit as vassals to the Lord or die. Uh, spoiler again, most of Judah will die. Okay. So then kind of the answer to that question is, well, yeah. I mean, I guess he gives them the answer. So, but I mean, are they willing to change knowing and hearing the riddle? Uh, Well, 
it seems absolute that Judah will die, right. you know. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of a interesting piece of work there. I yeah. had no idea that that exit like you know. Yeah, I, I was hear about Samson and his stupid riddles, but yeah, yeah. Ooh, so that okay, so maybe that's why his riddles. Well, his I mean, his always had like high stakes attached to them. Okay, you know. Yeah, like if you can answer my riddle I'll pay you X and that would happen you know mm-hmm. so but he was just kind of a yeah maybe that would hmm. we'll do that judges one someday yeah we'll, we'll look at the children's bible and see what that says yeah. that should give us the answer yes um, great detail of Samson's life <laughs> that is definitely not a rated R podcast just kidding um, oh I made a face like you guys could see it right <laughs> All right, so 11 through 21 then explains that America is not the eagle, um, and it puts together um, kind of what's being taught. Then the word of the Lord came to me, say now to the rebellious house, do you not know what these things mean? Tell them, behold, the king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and took her king and her princes and brought them to him in Babylon. And he took one of the royal offspring and made a covenant with him, putting him under oath, the chief men of the land he had taken away, that the kingdom might be humble and not lift itself up and keep his covenant that it might stand. But he rebelled against him by sending his ambassadors to Egypt, that they might give him horses and a large army. Will he thrive? Can one escape who does such things? Can he break the covenant and yet escape? Ooh, that's like a cliffhanger. (laughs) Um, Should we maybe talk a little bit about that right there and then move on or do we want to keep going um i would say just kind of keep going yeah keep going and then we'll kind of hit it all at once as i live declares the lord surely in the place where the king dwells who made him king whose oath he despised and whose covenant with him he broke and babylon he shall die pharaoh with his mighty army and great company will not help him in war when mounds are cast up and siege walls built to cut off many lives He despised the oath in breaking the covenant, and behold, he gave his hand and did all these things. He shall not escape. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, as I live, excuse me, surely it is my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will return it upon his head. I will spread my net over him, and he shall be taken in my snare, and I will bring him to Babylon and enter into judgment with him there for the treachery he has committed against me. And all the pick of his troops shall fall by the sword and the survivors shall be scattered to every wind and you shall know that I am the Lord I have spoken yep so we're looking at uh, eagle one first uh, not the astronaut call sign right Um, and in this uh, he's actually talking about the eagle being Nebuchadnezzar Kind of like it could be America. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, taking, I'm going to say the name wrong, Jehoachin? Jeho- I don't know, that's how I say Jehoachin. Jehoachin? Jehoachin? Jeho? I mean, I guess I can... <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He was a young prince and he took him into exile. Um, the commentators tend to lean that the cedars are the line of David and uh, kind of spring forward into a messianic promise. Uh, of a rescuer, what do you got? So you're giving me a look. You're side eyeing me. Well, it, it's a. I mean, I guess one of the 
um, commentaries that I had read is many times cedars, cedar trees represent nations. Um, then the shoot, the eagle plucks from the top of the cedar could be the deposed king, um, Jehoiachim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Israel could be... Um, yeah, and then it also says trees, especially cedars, symbolizes nations, could represent strength, security, arrogance. Um, they had where the vine usually is a common symbol for Israel in Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just some, some of the things that, that, yeah, many times the eagle represents a conquering nation, such as Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon. Babylon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to read the Jehoachin, 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 uh, would still remain a legitimate legitimate king though he was in exile in Babylon uh, Zedekiah and the Hebrews remaining in the lands with him were to become a flourishing vine so there's the Hebrew people again mm-hmm. uh, but instead they would become worthless and useless uh, like the one described in chapter 15 if you guys remember back then two podcast dishes ago mm-hmm. um, it was low and spreading because Nebuchadnezzar never allowed it to like take root essentially uh, potentially, these mm-hmm. are like I said, pretty well spelled out, but potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you're thinking kind of dating, um, the first, what is it? The, I guess the first deportation would have been what 597 BC. You're asking me like I could even tell you when Babylon existed. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's I the see date no that I had. Dates in here, but yeah. So if you're a date person, about 597 BC. Um, so we're, and again, this is, I think some, some of those dates, yes, my commentary gave that to me, but I think he even specifies some of those dates mm-hmm. um, in earlier in the text of Ezekiel anyway, if I remember correctly. Um, well, the seed of the land that refers, refers to Zedekiah. So he was kind of the vassal king that Nebuchadnezzar put into place. Um, the goal was that he was supposed to be loyal to Nebuchadnezzar, um, and he was for a very short time until he turned to Egypt. And, you know, like as many times as I feel like in this podcast that we've talked about, like, Israel turning to Egypt, yeah. Egypt has been pretty lame, like, every time. I, I can't remember Egypt every, ever really... Helping well, Israel out. I would have to look. I actually do have a list of like the the strong Egyptian years versus the weak. Yeah. Um, and it would really vary depending on who was in charge. I would think by this time they actually were a pretty they're a pretty weak nation mm-hmm. by this time. Um, depending on which pharaoh was in charge, they had had right. um, uh, throughout their years. Uh, there were pharaohs that were products of inbreeding. <laughs> I mean, uh, there were pharaohs that didn't want to lead that would have somebody else be the face for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would basically be like, if you're like King Pharaoh the first and you didn't want to rule, you might hire an actor to sit on the throne for you while you went and like, you know, on vacation somewhere. Um, there were pharaohs, like I said, that were, uh, results of inbreeding there was a couple of uh strong pharaohs during that time though like the whole ramses line Mm -hmm. like one two and four were great but all the other remaining out of the 11 were garbage okay so like i mean egypt was just kind of a 
up and down. Yeah, hot mess. Mm-hmm. But it, but it always talks about their chariots, their horses, their like. Large, well, this time, I mean, this time it is oh, large army horses. I think sometimes you hear the chariots thing, but none of those things seem to ever do any good. I think the biggest strength that they had was geography okay. more than anything. They were they're a long, thin nation, which made it very difficult to conquer. Okay. Um, you had desert and then down the Nile, so you had to go through garbage to get to them. But then you realize that the you know they spread a long, thin, natural resource heavy area mm-hmm. it just wasn't easy to take over right right but yeah they were it's just it's funny that Israel still saw them as like a symbol of strength hmm. and that they would still go back to them over and over again over. despite the fact that they probably didn't have what Israel thought yeah. just because they were like was it because they were captured by them for so long I have no clue but they do continue to go back over and over, even even though God says not to. Right. Over and over and over and over <laughs> again. You'd think the first or second time you'd at least figure it out, you know. But no, they, they just keep heading back, don't they? Right. Um. um oh, sorry, go on. Oh no, go on. I'm just looking. I was trying to find. Yeah, because that's one of the... If you remember, remember Deuteronomy, it was almost like the one place you never were supposed to go for help was Egypt. Right. Um, so I was wondering if maybe that was like their overt rebellion. Hmm. Uh, in four, sorry, 15, he says, but he rebelled against them by sending his ambassadors to Egypt that they might give him horses and a large army. Um, so it is almost like they were kind of like a in-your-face, we're going to go there because we know we're not supposed to. Right, right kind of thing well that was dumb <laughs> wait I'm probably sure I've done that many times oh yeah we go back to the yeah draw from the well that's basically dry but we still expect water yeah kind yeah of all the time yeah. well I'm just gonna go this direction anyway and maybe it's cause God doesn't answer in the way that we want or the timing we want or alright I need to go humbly repent right now um well I'm thinking with our our subsequent moves here yeah moving yeah like yeah, getting impatient, getting upset over waiting and stuff like that. And if you're listening to this in, you know, around Christmas time, and you're like, what's the big deal? If you remember in the spring and summer of 2021, like there are shortages of lumber and concrete mm-hmm. oh, and materials yeah. and workers and so on. And that's like affecting both of us. You with a remodel, yeah. me with a complete house build. Yep. Um, and you know, it's our desire to make things happen. So, you know, maybe in our heads we want to yell at the contractors or we want to, like, you know, give a piece of our mind or find ways to rush things along when in reality it's like our strength doesn't come from that. As Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, we're better... I don't know if your contractor's a Christian or not. I have no idea. Um, I don't think he is. So, like, you know, we're better... I hate the word. We're better witnesses mm-hmm. if we show Christ to them, if yeah. we show understanding and patience and all those other things I was reading in Ephesians. <laughs> yeah, you were in the New Testament this week. Uh, you know I knew what? I had to keep you accountable. I'm going to pull this up really quick. Oh, boy, I hit the wrong That's button. That's fine. I was in Matthew and 1 Corinthians also this week. Oh, no, it's Ephesians 4 1. I Which... should have it memorized by now, right? Mm which Matthew was way fun this week, but that's not what this podcast is about. You know, Actually, I, uh, it is what this podcast is about, but... <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, 
this is a so Ephesians four. Paul is actually uh, Ephesus is a multicultural city, has Greeks and uh, Jews in it, and so he's basically writing them a letter from afar, trying to kind of organize them mm-hmm. and set them up in the church. And the first thing he tells them to do before telling them how to set this stuff up, he basically says, walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you've been called with humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain unity in the spirit and the bond of peace. And then he goes in to say, there's one body, one spirit, just as you're called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all, through all, and in all. But grace is given to each of us According to the measure of Christ's gifts, therefore it says, and then it goes on, uh, on and on. But yeah, I mean, we're basically as Christians to like walk in a manner of humility, gentleness, patience, bearing in love, you know, um, as opposed to going to Egypt, getting the war horses, get it, you know, like yeah. mounting up, building our kingdoms. Uh, you know, we're supposed to join in. God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So Israel wasn't doing it, and a lot of times we don't do it. Yeah, that's true. Insane. That's true. I know many. Yeah, and and I've been there way too many times. Now I got to get back to oh. Ezekiel. <laughs> Sorry. Ephesians, Ezekiel. They both start with E. Yeah. Oh dear. What have I done? Why do I press button, Scott? I have no clue. We're we're they still recording, right? Yeah, we're recording. okay. No, no, I didn't kill that. I killed the uh, bookmark. Where it was. Somehow I ended up in Ezekiel 51. That's not Ezekiel. I was going to say, is there 51 chapters in Ezekiel? Uh, uh, say something smart while I try and find my place. <laughs> there are, oh, more chapters in Ezekiel than I thought. 48. 48? So that's definitely not Ezekiel. What the heck nope. is this? All right, get back to the front page. Yep, so 48. Uh, and I need to get back on... So if you have a tablet of any kind, I highly recommend the uh, ESV Scripture Journal. I hope it's still not a million dollars. It's great. However, you press the wrong button <laughs> <laughs> and or you hit the wrong spot, especially if you have an iPad, and suddenly you zip through 19 books without realizing it. So, I gotta get back. So, 19 books from Ezekiel is Sad. has a lot of chapters. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know what book it was really. Maybe it was 19. There we go. Uh, but it has a table of contents, but I don't always know how to get to it because I don't always use it. Okay. I usually just kind of scroll through. But I'm a big fan. Okay. I just don't know how to use it. And what is that again? It's the ESV Scripture Bible. It's essentially a PDF of the Bible, but it has links in it to take you from book to book. Oh, nice. So if you're in the table of contents, you can hit, like, the book you want to go to and right. your chapter number. Um, and then, like, you know, like, you take notes in it. I'm showing you. They can't see it. Okay, yeah. And I use your color-coded method. So, see, I love color-coded. Um, but I can take notes in it, and then when we're done, I can put a note for start here next time. Okay. So that I'm... Not texting you like I was this week. Like, where do we leave off again? No, I text you. I'm the one that so. usually does the texting. So the, it uh, kind of went the opposite way this time. Yeah. Where we, so if you didn't figure out, we actually don't meet every week. Um, the goal is to meet every week. We just 
have families um, yeah, and, and jobs and, and all kinds of stuff. So um, although ideal would be meeting weekly, we don't. Um, so we're like, where are we at again? Well, which one? Um, where do you study up through? Right. <laughs> can you go this far? No, I can't go that. But I can yeah. go. Yeah. So um, that, that's pretty much our weekly thing. So where are you at? Can we do more? Um, anyway, so back on, we've had a lot of tangents uh, today. Yeah, well, it's a, um, it's a rough chapter because you do kind of get, so for you, dear listener, who had to sit through this crazy, um, you get the riddle at the beginning, but you do get kind of the explanation for it at the end. So it's, right. it is very hard for us to have a whole lot to talk about outside of some little bits and pieces. Because it kind of tells you exactly, kind of walks you through a fairly... Um, yeah, one of the few places in a prophetic book that walks right. you through nice and easily, right? Um, so I guess then where we did leave uh, so Zedekiah uh, was the... Um, He's the one who stepped for the military aid in Egypt. Yeah, um, professed loyalty to the king, um, secretly spread his roots toward the second great eagle. That would have been Egypt. Um, Zedekiah made an alliance with Egypt. Um, it yep. did not thrive. Did not thrive, did not work well. Um, really, when it comes down to Babylon is not the aggressor, it's actually God. Um, Babylon is just the means of judgment. Um, Judah will lose. Will it thrive? No. Nope. Um, and this is the end of Zedekiah, Jerusalem, and Egypt. <laughs> but, as always, there's a promise. Yes. And that would be 22 through 24. Mm-hmm. And, and I was jumping ahead there, but go on. You, you know, let's... <clears throat> Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty tree of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a, a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it will dwell every kind of bird in the shade of its branches. Birds of every sort will nest. And all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I will bring low the high tree and make high the low tree. Dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. So, Jehoachin, 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 Jehoachin. Um, I will look up how to say his name and forget to tell you. Okay. Um, he is in the messianic line. Uh, however, his reign's broken up, and the the Davidic line will not continue through him, but it will continue. Um, so that's where a lot of people are like, "Oh, easy messianic prophecy here." Um, he's gonna take a sprig from the cedar that was plucked and taken to Babylon, Jehoiakim, and he's going to plant it. And then we suddenly get a lot of Sermon on the Mount type language at the end here. Mm-hmm. We get the, you know, the last shall be first, the first shall be last kind of stuff. Um, where is it? And all the trees of the field should know that I'm the Lord. I will bring low the high tree and make the high, the low tree dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. So it's all speaking to that upside-down messianic kingdom. Yeah. What you think is big is not. What you think is powerful is weak. So we got the mustard seed parable, the bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 
but yeah, you get all those messianic prophecies here. This is, you know, another spot. A lot of times people kind of like, oh, Isaiah, that's the fifth gospel. Or, you know, Daniel speaks of a savior, but like we, we kind of sometimes overlook like Ezekiel. I think this is the second time we've brought up mm-hmm. a messianic prophecy out of Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, and we're not smart, so there could have no. been more. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I think Jesus actually quotes from Ezekiel a couple of times. So Ezekiel is not just a... A long, weird book. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one well, of those got to appeal to the weird kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a legit prophetic book that, that we see utilized in the New Testament um, quite a few times. Now, one of my favorite, uh, like, allegories, is that the word? Is I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's some... That's some salvific New Testament language there, if I ever heard it. Yeah. You know. Salvific. 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 Multisyllabic palabras. Okay, that was way cool. I went straight Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Multisyllable words. Still sounded cool. Palabras. I still do my Spanish. See, I need to get back into it. My daughter's been doing it. She's Uh, like, Daddy, I I just did five lessons in Duolingo. I was like... My... We need to be friends. Somebody to at least give me a run for <laughs> Well, we'll see if she holds on to that. But right yeah. now, it's, it's going good. Yeah. So, well, yeah. um, I don't have much more. No, that's really all I, I got after the messianic ending. Okay. So, yeah, 17, once again, kind of a hard one, but, yep. you know, we were able to drag it on for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Only on the Botcash podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. Only on the Botcash um, podcast. Can we oops, uh, make a 10-minute Bible study into 45 absolutely. minutes? Absolutely. And next week, um, this might surprise you a little bit, but we're going to do chapter 18 um, because we just finished chapter 17. So That's crazy, Tom. I know, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So with that, we will... See you probably never, but um, we well, will hear you. We saw that YouTube channel for us. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what the proper thing until next until next time. Yeah, until done. next time. Yeah, talk to you next yeah. time. Excellent. Bye. Bye.